My first guest is going to talk about some new revolutionary findings in heart science and health and heart rhythm meditation to help bring health and wholeness into your life. He is Piran Bear. He's a researcher and instructor in meditation for over 30 years. He leads tens of thousands of individuals and workshops on this, and he founded over 20 years ago the Institute for Applied Meditation. And one time he was um, monitored and tested at Harvard Medical School by his ability to stop his heart for five minutes. And his first book, Living from the Heart, has been acknowledged as one of the most important contemporary texts on meditation. And his forthcoming book, Energize Your Heart in Four Dimensions, is what we'll discuss also. Nice to have you with us, Dave. Piran? Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Well, very few people could stop their heart from beating for five minutes and still be alive. Do you want to share with us what that was about? Yeah, I should say, first of all, this is a method that we don't teach anymore because uh, <clears throat> we discovered that it's, it's, not, um, it's not useful uh, health-wise. It doesn't help the heart of the the health of the heart to stop it, as you might imagine. Um, <clears throat> there's a, it's an old technique. The, the point is there are several different kinds of meditations, uh, and they have different, uh, different intentions and different results. The, the, the meditation that you're referring to there that stops the heart is a meditation that takes one out of the body, and the body goes into a kind of a hibernation state where the the heart stops actually uh, pulsing. Instead, it goes into a, a very high-speed fibrillation, 20 times the frequency and an indetectable, undetectable amplitude. Um, it's amazing that, that this doesn't seem to cause any difficulty to the body, but I think in that, in, in that kind of meditation, the, one is so opened up that it doesn't take much uh, to continue the circulation of the blood. Um, Okay, well, let's skip with what people can benefit from. Yes. You speak of different dimensions of the heart and the different energies of the heart, and some more subtle than others. Yes. And outline these four dimensions and associate them with different daily kinds of experiences that we in, in this audience can associate with. Yes, thank you. So as you, as you start to probe the heart, um, you see that it, it, it's a very complex and, and rich Instrument. It's a, you know, not only a physical instrument, but it's also we would say the seat of the soul in the body. So we um, we needed a larger language to describe this incredibly complex and rich instrument, and uh, so we use the language uh, that some ancient mystics have used, which is called dimensions. So, and you'll find this kind of language is in our daily use. We talk about people with a deep heart or. A shallow heart, you see, and and um, or a broad heart. <clears throat> so, the, the dimensions are actually sort of familiar to us um, intuitively. There's a there's a dimension of the heart which is its height. In the height of the heart, one is lifted and and um, becomes very optimistic, very idealistic. There's a depth to the heart where one experiences a, a strong emotion emotions of uh, compassion and empathy and a connection through the depth to the feelings of other people. There's a breadth to the heart where we get the stability, the influence, um, <clears throat> the tolerance and acceptance, the ability to put our arms around people, 
and this is, uh, in a sense, measured by the uh, different kinds of people you can embrace and, and deal with and uh, work with. Then there's a, <clears throat> there's a forward thrust that the heart has, which is its ability to, to drive towards, uh, towards a goal. Ultimately, this becomes purpose, the, the purpose of one's life. <clears throat> and then we'd say the, the fourth dimension is an, is an inner dimension, a, a sense of capacity. How big is the heart? In, in English, we're talk, you know, we often talk about a person's bigness of heart, how, how big their heart is. And this, this capacity sense is a measure of this inner dimension, which is um, a reserve. It's a, it's a container of the energy one needs to grow and, and, and adapt. Um, so, so there are lots of psychological problems that we all have that are related to these dimensions. That is, uh, a person with um, pessimism, for instance, we'd say, well, that's not enough energy in the height of the heart. <clears throat> we see pessimism as a kind of illness of the heart. And it, it comes from not, not having this energy which lifts us up and, and um, you know, reminds us of what, what is possible. <clears throat> um, People that are intolerant of others and can only get along with with those that are like themselves, even becoming uh, socially phobic, we'd say this is a problem in the in the width of the heart. So <clears throat> these are some of the uses of these ideas. Okay, but now show us how <clears throat> we can get to that point where we can do something with this knowledge. Take us yeah. through. <clears throat> Uh, look at this more like a classroom on the air, because you're dealing with something that otherwise is going to be very esoteric. Yes. And I want to make it very practical. Good, I, good. Want, I want people in this audience, when they finish hearing you today, will feel better about themselves, will be able to have a healthier heart, healthier attitude, and be able to express themselves, feel things, be open to intimacy at levels that prior they would not have had. So I'm going to give you the form... Please take advantage of it. Good, good. This is the yeah. largest audience in the world over the Internet listen to you right now, as well as land-based stations. Wonderful. Well, we, we share your interest in making things practical. That's why we call our institute the Institute for Applied Meditation, because uh, if, if, it, if we can't make use of it, then, you know, why bother? So... Um, <clears throat> The first, the first thing that we would want to do with these ideas about the heart and the dimensions of the heart is to, to recognize um, these different qualities of heart in other people because we, we have this um, experience that we can only find in ourselves what we first find in someone else. So the, the first step in our method, which has three steps, the first step is to recognize in, in other people, how great they are. So when you, when you see a person, perhaps they're very different than you are. Perhaps they're perhaps a, a very emotional person, and, 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 uh, and you know, perhaps you're very intellectual, and so there's a difference in the way the heart is tuned here. But you can still uh, appreciate uh, that quality of heart that that person's expressing and the way their heart is tuned, tuned differently than our own. Uh, and, and so these... these um, Qualities, these dimensions of heart, give us a way to recognize uh, other qualities than our own. And of course, the the, uh, the mystery and the great secret is that everything we recognize in other people 
is really just ourselves reflected back to us. Um, but it's very, very helpful to see it first in another person. So there's a large part in this book, Energize Your Heart, about um, how to appreciate and recognize these great qualities in other people so that you can then begin to appreciate them in yourself. Um, the, the second step is more, let's say, even more experiential and it requires a little practice, and that is what we call heart rhythm meditation. So for this, and I'd, I'd like to actually do this uh, here with your audience, to um, practice or, let's say, try out this, this tool of, of uh, the breath. We, we find that um, the way to stretch the heart, to make it broader, to make it deeper, to make it higher, the way to develop this wonderful faculty of our heart is to use our breath. So we don't do it by willpower. We don't do it by wishing for it. We do it by actually uh, stretching it through energy. Breath carries energy. So here's the method. You, you start by getting in touch with your breath. Now, everyone, of course, is breathing all the time, but uh, this is usually done unconsciously. As soon as you make your breath conscious, an enormous shift happens in your, in, in your nervous system. The whole physiology is different. There's a different set of muscles used for conscious breathing. These are connected through afferent nerves to a different part of the brain. And, and so there's a, um, a whole secondary system that is called upon when you breathe consciously. Now, uh, most people, when they meditate, they just watch their breath. They just observe how they're breathing, which brings them in touch with their unconscious. We say it's important to go the next step and change your breath, because breath is the handle. By breath, you have a, an, an access to change yourself. So as hard as it is to change the way you think or to change the way you feel, I mean, this is very difficult, but what you can change is the way you breathe, and then that affects the way you feel, and that affects the way you think, and that ultimately results in new behavior. So the, the place to start, the place to work with, is the breath. You change the breath, and the way you change the breath is, first of all, to make it deeper, to breathe more. People don't breathe enough. They breathe in a shallow way. A shallow breath will give us a shallow heart. It will give us shallow emotions. It will make our whole life shallow. So we say breath is life. And if you want more life, you need more breath. So this breath is a, a breath which is um, completed by finishing the exhalation. Our exhalation is where we uh, have the real lack. We don't finish the exhalation. And there's a metaphor here which is uh, very uh, clear and, and efficient, and that is that the exhalation represents what you give to the world. So by exhaling, you are uh, providing to the environment around you that energy which is within you. You're sending out the, the, uh, all the qualities of your cognition, the chemicals created in the way you think and the way you feel. These come right out through the bloodstream into the lungs and, and are shared with the environment. Not only that, there's an energetic pulse which comes out of your heart and, and uh, carries the heartbeat, actually. The literal heartbeat is broadcast through your um, magnetic pulse into the space around you. So we are 
tremendously effective, actually, at uh, influencing, broadcasting our inner state to the world. And effectively, this is done by the exhalation. So by breathing out further, completing the exhalation, making a, a, a strong breath, you carry your intention and your wish out into your world. Uh, this is the way to extend your blessing, to extend your good wishes, your, uh, to, to get things to happen. It has to do with influence. Now, when the breath is finished, then you breathe in, and you can breathe in and, and get twice as much breath as you, as you would without having finished the exhalation. You get a huge inhalation because it starts from scratch. This inhalation gives you inspiration. Actually, it's the same word in English. To inspire is to breathe in. So you inspire, and, and the inhalation lifts you and carries you into joy. Well, this is the first part of the practice, is just to breathe consciously and to breathe rhythmically, to make the breath even, both in the exhalation and the inhalation, the same length, and, uh, and to carry them further than when we usually carry them, so that you get more influence as you breathe out and more inspiration as you breathe in. Now you're really getting energized. The next step is to coordinate the breath with the heartbeat. Now this is important and not usually done, but this is important because the heart is the regulator of, of all the different systems of the uh, body, mind, emotions, and, and spirit. It's the, it's the heart that sets the tone, it sets the beat. And uh, this beat is so fundamental to our being that by uh, sensing it and then coordinating it with the breath, we actually amplify the power of the heart. It has the other effect that it makes the heartbeat very, very regular. Now, by regular, I mean that the heartbeat is not supposed to be uh, a constant, uh, uh, you know, like exactly on the second it's supposed to vary. It, it, the heartbeat goes up and it goes down as you breathe. But what you uh, ideally want is a heartbeat that, that rises and falls in time with your breath, rhythmically like a wave in the ocean. And this wave that, of the rising and falling heart rate is a wave that broadcasts. Now, this is a very special state to be in. And the effect of this state is to bring one into a, a very profound condition of peace. Now consider that that wave is being broadcast outwards as well, and you see that the, the effect of meditation is not personal. It is, it is much, much bigger than ourselves. We are influencing the world by meditating because we send out this wave of peace from our hearts, literally as a magnetic wave, carrying this rhythmic beat of the heart. So the way to get into this state is to inhale and exhale the same number of beats of, of the heart. I would suggest six for a beginner and eight as one um, practices it. So let's start with six. You breathe in six heartbeats and breathe out six heartbeats. Now, most people don't feel their heart. This is something that we want to develop. It requires some practice. So in the beginning, you can sense uh, your pulse instead. The pulse is the echo of the heartbeat. It's very uh, readily available to us. You just have to uh, hold your wrist or put two fingers together like a thumb and the first finger. 
uh, or very lightly touch uh, the um, um, uh, the artery in the neck, and you'll get some sense of this pulse. Some people, as they as they tune into themselves, they can start to just feel the pulse without any pressure. And ultimately, you'll find that if you keep turning your attention into your chest, that you'll be able to feel the heartbeat in the chest. Um, Incidentally, I I know a a doctor who's a thoracic surgeon, operates on the heart, and he gives his patients after the operation a stethoscope, gives every patient a stethoscope and asks them to listen to their heartbeat for 20 minutes a day uh, as part of their uh, healing. And he finds that the people who listen to their heartbeat through the stethoscope heal faster from thoracic surgery. Well, when I heard him say this, I said, great, this is fantastic, but of course you don't need the stethoscope, you can just feel it. He said, oh, no, no, you, you can't feel it, there's no nerves there for that. But that's not true. There are, there are um, nerves which pick up the change in pressure caused by the heartbeat, and you can literally feel this change beating in your chest. We know we can do that as we exercise, or sometimes when we're frightened, we feel it. Well, you can feel it really any time. Just, you know, one has to learn what, what is that sensation? What, what nerve is that I have to listen to? So in the beginning, use your pulse. But as you practice this, you can begin to feel, you'll perhaps be surprised at how sudden it is that you can all of a sudden feel your heartbeat. And you use that as the clock. So you breathe in and out with the uh, rhythm of this internal clock. So you're tuning in to no external uh, time base, but only your internal rhythm, using that as your rhythm to breathe, breathing in six heartbeats, breathing out six heartbeats. Later, if that becomes too short, extend it to eight. Some people even go to 12. The important thing is to take a rhythm that you can sustain, and uh, this builds an incredible power within yourself, a power of rhythm, a power of integrity. You're in touch with your heart. And you're proving that you're in touch with your heart by feeling its beat. See, people that say, well, I, I, uh, you know, I work with my heart, I'd say, well, do you feel your heart? And, and they might say, well, I, I think I'm in touch with my heart. And I'd say, well, the proof of that is that you can feel your heartbeat. That's what your heart's doing. So if you feel your heartbeat, then you, have, then you know for certain that you've you found your heart and you're listening to it and you're, you're, uh, you're, you're, you're with it, you're communicating with it. Well, this is a very important in its own, but then to combine the heartbeat with the breath, and this gives power, you see, because the breath has power. The breath has energy. The breath is, all the energy there is, is in breath. And when you tune the breath rate to the heart rate, now you've got the two clocks of the body in, in the synchronization. And this creates integrity. It creates the sense that my heart and my mind and my body, they work together. I don't have different parts of myself uh, conflicting and, you know, working in opposite directions. I, I have everything working together. I feel what I think. I think what I feel. I, I mean, my body echoes the, the inner experience. Everything works together. Now, the thoughts that one has in this state are very important. Um, in, in other kinds of meditation, the objective is to still the mind to have no thoughts. That's not our objective. We want to honor the mind, to, to feel how wonderful a resource it is. 
and uh, but to have it be inspired by the heart. That's the difference. When the heart's strong and energized, then the mind is different. It thinks differently. It sees differently. So instead of having no thought, aim for having a deep and rich emotion, even all emotion. This is a vast pool of emotion that uh, people are sometimes afraid to, to, to go into. We want to swim in that pool. We want to embrace this ocean of emotion. It's energy. It's, it's vital. It's, it's the, the most true. So as this energy uh, of emotion rises into the mind, the mind is just amazed. It's, 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 it's astounded. It's, it's uh, taken into a state of awe and wonder. And the ideas one gets that are creative and courageous, uh, one is reminded of one's power, and, um, and, and ultimately, one remembers one's purpose. And this is uh, the, great, uh, the great benefit of meditating on the heart, is that it, it, it takes us out of that meaningless uh, condition where we have no idea what are we doing and why are we here, and we, re- we remember this fundamental truth that was, we would say, imprinted into the heart when the heart was created. It had a purpose. It's here for a purpose. There's a mission given to each person, unique, a unique mission. And that memory is in the heart. And as you feel the heart with your breath, timing your breath to your heart rate, this memory of what I'm here for, why is this heart the way it is? What is the reason for these unique qualities and aspects that I have, that, uh, that comes into the mind, and it, it, uh, it makes sense out of one's history. It makes sense out of even the tragedies and, and uh, extreme difficulties of one's life, uh, the traumas, the everything makes sense when you see that the aim of life is not just happiness, it's growth. And you know, growth requires change. And in change, there is pain. But there is a purpose to growth. There is a direction to growth. And that direction is to take us towards the, uh, the reason that we're here, the thing that we've meant to contribute, that unique contribution that, that each person has to make to the world. That's why we have gone through what we've gone through. That has been a preparation. So this uh, sense of the heart, you see, is very, very empowering and um, uh, with this sense of heart, powered by the breath, united with the breath, coordinated with the breath, now you have some ability to uh, see and do, to become these three things. Okay, Purin, do you have one more example for us to lead us through a guided um, demonstration? Uh, yes. Uh, how much time do we have? All the time you need. <laughs> All right. Um, Do I sound I... rushed? <laughs> no, you don't. No. That's wonderful. We don't have to be any place the rest of our lives. We're so just here right now. That's right. Good. All right. Um, well, I'd like to um, suggest that we can, we can measure the size of our hearts in these different dimensions by our breath. So now... Instead of using the breath to send energy out of the heart, let's use the breath <clears throat> to, to explore what the heart is like from the inside. 
So what we do now is, as you breathe out, um, imagine that you're inside your heart, and the heart then becomes as big as a room. Normally we think that the heart is inside us, like my heart is in me, we say. Uh, We can turn that around and we can say, I am inside my heart. Now the heart becomes a a container, uh, like a room, a space, and I'm inside it. Now, with my exhalation, I can send my breath from the center of this space called heart to the edge of that space in any direction. So let's pick the downward direction. And imagine that as you breathe out, you're sending breath from the center of your heart down into your depth to to see how far it does it go. How far can the breath reach before it's... Uh, there seems to be a limit to it. There's a, there's a sense of, of size. There's a, there's a kind of bottom to the heart. And as you breathe out, you... Your heart, your breath descends to that bottom and uh, reaches it, and you can feel it in a sense, uh, like tactically. You feel the um, breath reach that edge. Then you draw the breath back up into the center of your heart and uh, do that for a few breaths, and you'll get a sense of how far down is the depth of your heart. Now, let's turn it around and think, let's send the breath upwards. Send the breath up from the middle of your heart to the height of your heart. How high does it reach? As you as you send your breath straight upwards, uh, where do you feel the limit? Where's the how, how far away is the edge? This gives a sense of a relative size compared to the depth. Is one's heart higher than it is deeper, or deeper than higher? The height and the depth of the heart have different uh, qualities. You see the the height of the heart is what pulls you out of depression, pulls you out of difficulty. It lifts you again into into that uh, memory, that realm, where you uh, you feel optimistic. You you see things as idealistic. Um, this joy comes from the height of the heart. Joy is an uplifting emotion, even ecstasy. People are. Uh, sometimes happy, but very rarely joyful. Joy is, joy is a cosmic emotion. It's in the emotion of the divine that we get to, to share. And contrast that, you see, with the depth of the heart, where one has um, a great tenderness, great empathy, uh, deep feelings of love and um, uh, empathy that is that are not at all personal. They, this is how we share the experience of life with all other beings, is through our depth. The ability to feel what others feel is here. And, and the emotion in the depth is so profound. You, can, you can't even describe it. It's not, you can't even say that it's, it's uh, sadness or grief or, or, or joy. Or, it's simply all emotion, like we call it the pool of emotion. Here in the depths is the, the greatest uh, resource of emotion. All right, then try stretching your heart sideways by breathing from the center of your heart to the right and, and push out 
to the right with your breath until you reach the edge of the of the heart. The, um, this is the limit of the of the heart on the right side, and simultaneously you can breathe out and send your breath to the left and feel uh, the balance between left and right. Does your breath reach further on the left or further on the right? Or perhaps it's balanced. Uh, these two sides are very different in us. Just like the hemispheres of the brain, the heart has two sides. It has a left and a right, and, and the left is the receptive incoming side, and the right is the side that uh, sends and expresses itself. So we uh, draw energy in from the left and send it out to the right. So as you breathe, sending the energy of your breath from the center of your heart in both directions, left and right, so that you get a, a, a sense of the size of the heart in this dimension, um, you'll, you'll be able to feel experientially, are you, uh, are you better at receptivity, which would be the left side, or are you better at uh, express, expression, which is, the, uh, which is the right side, activity, um, doing okay, versus feeling on the left. Our, our hearts are uh, uniquely tuned. Every, every heart is, has this uh, unique and special quality designed for purpose. And sometimes we get our sense of purpose by noticing what our heart is tuned for, how our, how our hearts uh, uh, feel especially different. Uh, you know, uh, what, is the, what is the special quality that the heart has? Some hearts are just extremely receptive, and, uh, and this causes a person to be greatly influenced by their environment, by other people. They easily pick up the feelings of others. And some hearts are just very uh, bold and powerful and courageous and, and, um, and maybe don't even notice the feelings of other people, but they are easy, easy to express themselves. Um, and then this is the right side of the heart. Of course, the balance is our ultimate objective, but before we balance the heart, we want to appreciate the way it is. We want to appreciate the uh, kind of heart that we have and, and uh, honor it by using it for the way it is. Eventually, we can uh, extend the qualities of the heart to those areas that are, that are not so strong, not so well-developed. We can... Uh, we can grow the heart, but uh, for now, we want to just appreciate the way it is. And, and so this breath technique, you see, allows us to feel what are the sizes, what, is, what are the dimensions of the heart. Perrin, you've done a good job. You've given us some new insights. You've given us some instructions. People, I'm sure, have tried this at home. And I thank you. Could you give us your website, please? Yes, it's... Um, IAMHeart.org. The initials of our institute, the Institute for Applied Meditation, IAMHeart.org. We have a, a really huge website. It's hundreds and hundreds of pages. Uh, so there's a lot of information there for people to, to peruse. Okay. Well, we appreciate you being on. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. It was a great honor to share this with you. Thank you so much.